Alrighty, everyone, welcome back to the Pig Pod. On today's special episode over Zoom, as Timmy is in lockdown, we are going to be having a look at some breaking news, our plus threes and negatives threes, uh, a couple of unacknowledged and busts, a few draft sleepers, and then we'll go through your questions at the end. So, boys, how did this week go for us? Um, it was it was a better week, I think, for everyone. Uh, quite actually, once again, I think there was a few good games. I didn't get to watch um, a lot of them, but I know that a few of them were decent. I know the Sunday had a couple, so yeah. It's what do you guys thought? Footy. I um, yeah, I got around to the it. last game was definitely quite entertaining. Um, was definitely up in the air for most of the game. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely a much bigger scores this week from some of the primos, which is what you expect. Yeah, yeah. Really, well, I mean the. Um, the backline seemed to, oh, they, they, <laughs> backline seemed to, um, yeah, they seem to, you know, score well as, as you'd expect. I know, you know, everyone that's jumped off Chris for those, what was it, 3,000 people that hopped off Chris, but uh, probably spewing at the moment. So, um, yeah, he's repaid the, uh, the belief in him. So that's, that's what you should be doing. Once again, you know, fantasy 101, don't trade your primos after one bad week. Yeah, you do pick them for a reason. Yeah, exactly. that's what I was going to say. It was nice seeing um, him and Crisp and then Ryan as well, some of the other ones bouncing short. back. Good to see. Yeah, short, sorry. Yeah. Um, mm, it was good. So, Alice, uh, start with me, I think. I think I was the lowest scorer this week. You were, with, mate, uh, I think. Okay, that's enough from you. Uh, it, look, it was, I mean, it was still a good week. I still like, had a decent ranking. I don't know what it was for the round. It was 5,000. 5,051st for the round. So that's you not terrible. You take that. Yeah. So I'm currently sitting at 7,171st with a score of 2,186 last week. Um, you know, I was pretty happy with that. And I thought, oh, yeah, I'd be locked into at least second. And then all of a sudden, um, one, one of my personal non-fantasy boys uh, decided to give me the, the lowest score for the week, but you know, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, all around pretty happy. Moving on. Who's who? The, who's second lowest? Ah, uh, that was me. I cracked the 2200, which I was very stoked with finishing with the 2209 and nice. ranking 3,038 for the round and 4,209 overall. Huge, huge. And Alistair yourself, mate. Yeah, quite unpredicted um, for me to get the high score after my start. But Andy Brayshaw, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, really helped me out there. Managed to get me 22.15 and up to a round two rank of uh, 2,603. So it was a lovely way to round out my weekend. Um, yeah, I mean, what, watching him, he seems he filled... I said it in the preseason. I had all those statistics for you, you love about it. You love Andy Brayshaw. Yeah. He is a stat filler. And what did he have? 10 tackles or made, eight tackles? Yeah. Eight like, tackles, and marks. 10 marks, 40 yeah. disposals, five free kicks, four and a goal. And he could have had three. Could have had three goals as well. That would have been insane. It, would have been is, it was one of the greatest fantasy performances I mean, in, I've seen in a long time. Yeah. Um, it was like anyway. best in the last two years, at least. I'm not sure about the yeah. year before. I mean, that. I thought Jack Zebel last year was yeah. huge. Yeah, but, but 181. Yeah, that's massive. That's, um, that's way bigger. So, um, um, Spenny, who were your plus threes and negative threes this week? Um, so, plus three for this week. Um, I mean, I had a few options because I still 
even though I was low as here, I still had a good week. Um, but I decided to go with Jack Crisp because, for one, uh, you boys don't have him, so did a bit of difference there. And um, for two, he decided to, you know, repay the faith in the owners. And I don't know if it was his wife or what it was. It was definitely his missus. He TikTok. was definitely the TikTok. Oh, yeah. He got, like, chucked in the doghouse, sleeping on the couch after that abysmal 51, 16 touches, one mark, three tackles. No, the wife said not happening, Chuck. No. You want to come back into this bed, you need to pull out a big 120 bomb. And he said, you know what? Hold my beer. Come back. It's 26 touches, six marks, 10 tackles, and a behind. What he more definitely can you ask got for? some good head that night. Oh, yeah. You'd, oh you'd like God. to hope so. You'd like to hope so. <laughs> Even um, as someone who didn't own him, it made me so happy watching him score so well, just so I could see all the non-owners who traded him out, who are like, you know, oh, you got to trade him out. You know, he's performing so badly, 51. It was just so nice ha- to watch Have them a guess all. how many people sold him last week? He said 3,000. 3,115 suckers decided to trade out this king. That is very serious. There's a reason I paid 850K for him, and he showed it yeah. this weekend. So Big. thank you, Jack Crisp. Yep. Um, and we continue on with the Nah. Um, on the negative side of things, uh, unfortunately, it's Matthew Rao. Um, look, from I didn't get to see the game, unfortunately, but from what I heard, it was a uh, tagging role on what, Petrarca Oliver. or something. Oliver. Oh. It was a bit, just a bit more defensive. Yeah. Stewie is a full one. I don't know why he decided to do that. Why would you have... I'd probably say your best inside player, like, yeah, doing a lockdown role in another bloke. Like, surely there are other players in that team that you could just throw away for basically no point because they were never going to stop Clayton Oliver and Petrarca. Um, Do you reckon that Stewie Jew does that again? No, no chance. No. Why, why would you... Uh, surely, because first of all, watch every time... You're going to tune in to any AFL like media um, over this week. And if, if they somehow manage to talk about the Gold Coast... Um, it'll be about how Stewie do you idiot? Why would you put Matt Rowe, your young star, as this like def- tagger? Like it just it doesn't make he any sense. He started off so well as well, Rao. I'll try and well, get it up yeah. when he scored in the during, first quarter. During the point in which he started tagging, I think he ended up having two touches. I think this was the whole quarter, maybe. He had two touches and Clayton Oliver still had ten. So oh God. What, it was what, in you, no way. Was it effective. from the start that he no, started no, tagging? It was only in the second or third quarter, I think. I think it was the second quarter. I the, think it was um, the second quarter. Like, they started... Gold Coast mm-hmm. started dominant. They scored, like, the first 15 points of the game. Yeah. And they could have kicked... They were pretty easy shots as well. Like, they could have definitely been on top of them there. Yeah, it was about... I think it was um, near the end of the second where it looked like he moved a bit away from it because I stopped watching the Port um, game and went over to that, that game. And it looked like he moved from Oliver to Petrarca, trying to maybe get... Right. Yeah, so Rao scored... Him. 27 in the first quarter and finished on 46. Yeah. That's so poor. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That well, see, that actually, that actually gives me hope, you know, like, and I actually, I'm going to keep the faith in him because, I mean, last week was, like, amazing, that 117 or something. Um, and Stewie Jews not doing that again. Like, they have, I, I would have nah, thought so. someone like Nick Holman or something does a tagging role. He's a good, he's a good tackler. I would have thought he's a more defensively minded player that, um, would be perfect to take on one of those blokes, but 
uh, I guess Stewie Jew knows a bit more about football than I do. So I uh, chuck your arguably best player on this other bloke, but is what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, my plus three has got to go to Tuk Tuk. Um, yeah. After not captaining Neil and backing in Tuk, it was just lovely to watch him rack up a nice cheeky 147. Oh, it was lovely. I mean, I didn't get to see um, the game, but every time I check on my phone, I just he'd always just be sitting at the top, just racking it yeah. up, up and up. And I was I was pretty happy because, um, well, it was it was kind of those weird one of those weird ones where you have took, but your the opponent has took as your cap as their captain. So yeah. Jack Jack who was playing had took as captain, and I had. Um, Neil was captain. So they both did really well. But I was like wanting Took to do really well because I had him, but I also didn't want Jack to well. keep yeah. light. I wanted like that 120, just so you know, I still got more for my captain, but it's what it is in the end to miss out on two points. But No, nah, it's just like you can, re- you can really tell that he likes to be playing up in Gold Coast. Like he does so well at Metricon. I think, um, and like, sorry, I'll, I'll leave it. It's gone. No, no, you know, you. Okay. All right. Um, I think what I was saying preseason, right, with how Took is the number one guy, it's not it's not steel. It was proven on the weekend. Yeah. I think the fact that Steele can take a back with like he doesn't a back seat in his team. He doesn't need to be the guy that's like getting into the space for the plus six at all opportunities. Whereas Took does, and that's that's why you he's going see to be Took better. runs so hard just to get that next link up. And then yeah. he'll end up kicking it. And that's a plus three. And it's just like, yeah. they just add up and add up. Like he He's was, he had, I think, oh, he was crazy with his disposals. I can't remember what he finished up on. Um, 38. And he had yeah. like 20 odd in the first half, 21 or something. Yeah. Oh, it's super is, impressive. Um, and a minus three actually goes to another player that I had playing in that game. And that was Max Gorn. Um, he's just been extremely underwhelming for me, and he just can't seem to take a mark. Um, he started off the first quarter with a 37. So I was like, there's the maxi we know, and then finishes on a 79, which was just mm. extremely underwhelming. I think once they start dominating the game, they go, okay, you know, Max Gorn, take a back seat, let Luke Jackson get a bit of game time while we want him for the future. That's what I've yeah, but the thing is, they weren't well. even dominating the game like that much. Like, the game yeah, only went down really. to 13 just, points. Um, yeah. Um, but the thing is, Luke Jackson is that good. Like their secondary ruckman isn't just like a forward that can pinch hit in the ruck. He's a he's a genuine ruckman. Yeah. Well, I was listening to the traders, and Roy was once again complaining about how it keeps dropping stuff. And I didn't watch the game, so but if this if this lack of marking um, ability or lack of form or whatever you want to call it is a sign for the future, then maybe it's a problem. But I reckon that's a lack of form. I don't think yeah, I was going to say, surely that dropping marks you, like this. I would think that would put me on a bit more because I think Max Gorn, who's been one of the best ruckmen in the comp for the past five years, is not a dude who would normally drop a mark. Like I feel that as soon as he starts catching marks, that's maybe an extra 15 points that he gets. And then he gets back up to the the kind of lower echelons of what we expect from him. But the thing is, what if he just like never, never like grabs these marks? Yeah. Like you, you're always like banking on the hope that he will mark them because he's getting into the right positions. But what happens if he just won't mark them? 
Yeah. I, don't, I don't think we, I don't think we worry about that for too much longer. I think people are going to jump off this week because it's it's it doesn't even seem like a bad play. Like I, I even I was even contemplating it for a bit, like jumping from him to Bruce. Like if and I think if Bruce plays Soul Rock, then I think that's a like a super good idea. Especially considering um, you have Sherry, who will get Rock status in round yeah. six. You would assume. Oh, Jerry, Jerry looks amazing and he could come into that R2 and just build up that cash to the point where maybe then jump on a corn if he does show that he's going to one up. It's two. just like, I know that trading him out is going to burn me. Mm. Like it's, that's why it's just so hard to do. Who are they playing next week? Or this week, sorry. Not sure. Oh, Essendon. Uh, Essendon. Mm. Yeah. So he's got Sam Draper who has scored what against Sam? Is he getting, is he getting suspended? Was that last week? No, that was last week. Okay. Yeah. No, I, can't. Well, I think he'll dominate Draper in the rock. I don't know. I, I, once again, I'd back him in for 100 Dorney this week, but I'd back mm. him in for 100 the last couple of weeks. It doesn't seem to work out. Yeah. Um, we'll touch a little bit more on him later. Moving on to Alistair, how did your team go? Um, I thought, yeah, I thought my team was – my team – actually performed really well. I was looking at it later in the week and I thought my team's been really good. There was no holes, um, which was confusing me a bit as to why I was the lowest score out of us. But um, the big man, Andy Brayshaw, came through with a 181. Um, so he's my plus three for two weeks in a row now. And like you were saying with Took, where it's like he's almost the sole guy on that team, it's a lot less with Andy Brayshaw because there are a lot of great players on that Frio team. But I think it's almost the same thing. Like he feels like he... I feel like he really wants to help the team win and he just does as much as he can to do that. Um, I know, he's a, he's a true leader. He he's just looks leader. so urgent to like get involved and like he just stuffs yeah, he does. the stash. And like I didn't watch, I didn't actually get to watch this game's week, this week's game, um, which is disappointing. But last week, uh, it just seemed like every time the ball was going through the corridor or that there was a little plus six, it would always be him. Like, he was always mm-hmm. the guy. It's not like it was shared between him, you know, him, Sarong, Clark. It was always Andy Brayshaw. And it must have been the same thing this week because he got only 40 disposals. So, um, um, Do you think that Fife and Mundy coming back potentially nope. impacts? You don't think? Nope. Do you oh, think, think he would score 180 I, I, I if those two boys are there? 181 again. I think <laughs> he will. I think it might drop his average four or five points. I don't think it will. Drastically, like that one, to like one one seventy seven. Yeah, to like a to like a one forty six maybe. Um, no, um, <laughs> I think you might. I I honestly think you could be like a one sixteen, one fifteen kind of guy this year. And be cool. Uh, well, he's definitely started in the right direction. Yeah, one fifty is a great start. Um, but yeah, no, I think it might drop him down to a one twelve maybe when they come back. But I yeah, look, at the same time, I, I think he still performs well. Yeah, I think he's a great, like, great choice, great pick, and I think he's going to be an Uber primo. But in terms of CBAs, Fife probably is a, or I mean, I think I think Fife will be ahead of him purely because I don't think he doesn't want to play forward. The club doesn't want yeah. to play forward anymore. Mundy potentially goes back a bit, but he does think, take a yeah. couple from Brayshaw. So Ron is basically sure locked in for almost from, every CBA. I'm. I would. Why is Sarong in there over Brayshaw? That's that's well. I mean, I don't actually know. I think Brayshaw's should be the the main guy. He's our best. I mean, you could argue, you could say Fife or Brayshaw wouldn't oppose either. Um, 
That's he's our best, player. arguably our best midfielder, but you know, they don't seem they prefer Sarong in there. I don't know. I still yeah, think he's gonna get confusing. a lot, but I don't think I don't I wouldn't expect yeah. as many as what he's been getting. Yeah. I reckon he goes down a few. I'm not sure if as as good as it is to have him, I'm not sure if I'd hop on him necessarily this week, just because it's so much money to pay and you're probably going it's probably just gonna be another Jack Crisp or Jaden Short kind of moment. But um if you want to and you're a Frio fan or you just think 181 is too hard to pass up, I I just did discourage you. just want to it, keep him for yourself, don't you? No, I don't want to keep him to myself because I like having your – I want to have your little took dynamic with someone else where I go, how yeah. good Andy Brayshaw? And they go, yeah, Andy Brayshaw is the best player in the comp. And I say, yeah, he is. So that's <laughs> it, what I want. It, it um, is nice to have that little – It is not. It took, is, took. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, anyway, my negative three is to a guy who I don't think has got nearly enough hate, and that is Brody Grundy. Like I don't know, not I do not know what he is doing to get an eighty-two. Um, not that eighty-two is horrible, but I just think that Max Gorn's getting a lot of hate for a guy who has a role that's a lot less enviable than Brody than Max Gorn. Yeah, there. I think it's just because Max is doing so poop that yeah. like everyone is hating more on Max and Grundy. Yeah, I mean yeah, there's well, only the three thing... points difference this week, but I just I just think he needs to lift a bit. Imagine if you started the well. season with English and wits. wits. You'd have that much mm. more cash. That is that is that's yeah. another primo. That is yeah. another premium. That's a rookie to a primo. That's nice. That yeah. is very, very nice. I must say but, yeah. I'm looking at I'm looking at Brody Grundy now. Brody Grundy had five frees against Lark in the round one. So you get rid of that. Obviously he's gonna get a couple of free kicks against most games. But you get rid of that, he scored hundred and eight. You take that. Eighty two this week, it's not great. He has the perfect role. He got fifteen disposals Two marks, two tackles. It's not a Brody Grundy week. I'm not saying thirty hit outs. Don't get me wrong. I, I would under no circumstances would I trade out Brody Grundy. But I well, think I, I'm, I'm in agreement. I think he's super disappointing. This is yeah, like he has is, the same role. He's still involved in the game so much. This is Why is he not Grundy scoring better? Know. This is this yeah. is like a lack of form or something. I don't, yeah. I don't know. It's it's it yeah. should be one tens with the stat line that you, he's looking at there. It looks like he's and he's always around the ball. No one's taking rock contests from him except for like Mason Cox or something. Yeah, no, I hundred percent agree. Um, anyway. now going to so this week he's got this week he's got Geelong. Oh, I think he should score really well. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. Because I don't think who's 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 rock who's the number one rock at the moment because it seems to be Radigalia. Radigalia. So is and then Stanley. Is, is he playing every game, yeah. Stanley? They, and when's, when's Segler back? He played in the VFL, played in the VFL on the weekend. So does he come up this week? You reckon? I love Segler. Do Do you think he's better than Stanley? Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. He's he's a, he's better rock than Stanley. But what, yeah. what about around the ground? He probably isn't. It's good. No. Yeah, no but the thing is, with Radigalia's like Radigalia's skills are shocking, but he's such an athletic and such a presence in the air that. Segler doesn't need to be all around the ground. I feel. Yeah, true, true. Mm. Yeah, I, I think I think we should hope. I hope that we get a one five, one oh five, one to ten from Grundy this week. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm expecting. A realistic expectation. Um, now just moving on to a bit of breaking news. Just having a look at some of the injuries that we had this week, and there was actually quite a few. So a big one was Zach Merritt. Um. Mm. He got injured, I'm assuming, near the late end of the game. I don't actually know what happened to him, Timmy. Um, he got it was like a rolled ankle. Him and Cox both copped one, right? Um, but it's been confirmed that it's syndesmosis, so 
He'll be out for about Tinders. six to eight weeks. Jeez. That stings. That stings my draft team too. It does, especially for the those that picked up Merritt as a pod because he was doing quite well. Yeah, I liked I him was, as a pod. I, I would have. I probably promoted him once or twice during the preseason. He was. They, in they my team. wanted him, but he was in my team. Uh, um, and I had to get. I think I had to upgrade someone, and so I went him down to Brayshaw, and that oh. has got to be that has got to be the luckiest move I've ever made. But oh, was yeah, so lucky you didn't like rolling back your team. Or I was mad. Uh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that does. Um, you want to clarify on what he's implying there, Alistair? Yeah, so uh, this week I had uh, Jack McRae as my vice and Brayshaw as my captain. I thought, you know, 120 last week, he might be on for another one of those if McRae doesn't deliver. And then I roll back my team to reverse my trades. I could have just pressed the reverse trades button. I could have easily just pressed the reverse trades button, but I might roll it back. And then it made Jack McRae my straight captain. And so I missed out on 78 points. That's all right. That's all right. At least I had it. <laughs> oh, God, it makes me so that's annoyed. A that's a lot of points. That a is a lot of points. That's you, another you person be, on the field. You'd be pushing top thousand if you if you captain. Yeah. Oh, well, that's all right. It's just uh, I think it's respect on this podcast, mate. <laughs> so have you have you locked and loaded the captain on Brayshaw this week? I have. It's in there, and I'm not rolling back my team. It will not be rolled back. Anyway, uh, um, another injury this week was Tyron Thomas. Um, yeah. Who he was got, he looking all right halfway through the game? He was looking better. Than last better, week. Than better last but week, yeah. I don't know. I still wouldn't be jumping out like Heaney and Butters look better to me. Oh yeah. Um, obviously. he went to smother the ball and Luke Foley kicked him in the ribs. I I thought Luke Foley was oh. going to get injured looking at that vision. Yeah, like that is dang, like legs get like could snap a leg. Yeah, yeah. But mm. Paul Blake, I think he's going to be out for a little bit too. Is it broken rib? Yeah. Is that? Yeah, that'll be a month. It'd be a little bit, yeah. Oh, I mean, like if you if you own Tyron Thomas, it's a great excuse to get rid of him. Yeah, like at least you don't have any question marks about whether you should hold or fold. Yeah, exactly. He's definitely got to go. Who else was there? Um, Um, LDU. Yeah, yeah. He got wrapped up in a tackle by Fatty Rioli. Yep. Yeah. The Chubster. Yep. Concussion, so he'll be out for next week. Yep. More relevant in your draft teams, but yeah. Yeah, I think if you know, if, I reckon someone out there has gone, Oh, yeah, I'll jump on LDU after he played well last week. He did, Thank you, little pod, and uh, he just pops yep. out. Uh, 30 I'm sure he started off pretty well as well. That's brutal. Yeah, that is brutal, but there's always stories like that. He got 283 buys last round, as in like that's tough. who brought him in for a big that's 14. Tough. Oh, you'd hate to be that guy. That's that's really tough because I think he was a annoying. good player to jump on. He was so a good player. I think he would have been great, but yeah, there you go. Oh well, right. moving on. Moving on to an unacknowledged. Um, so this is as we did last week. It's just one of those players that we think um didn't get enough props for his game this week. Not necessarily fantasy relevant, um, but just someone that had a real good week. Um, for me, it's Mitch Lewis. As a Hawthorne fan, he made the game. So, so fun to watch. Um, kicked five and he could have had a few more. He, um, at the end of the game, he had one that he hand-passed to Bruce um, that he could have kicked. Classic and he, he had another few. Doesn't work for his own goal. Um, yeah. No, it was a bit. So much, I hate Luke Bruce so much. Is it because he's better than all your forwards? Because he can kick straight? Um, Luke Bruce is a tool. 
and deserves to go like be a tradie or something. Like <laughs> go be a chip. You know, I was thinking about this. Have you, I look at Tim Membry, random player and random thing I'm talking about, but he looks like like a tough tradie that's like a little bit of a bitch. That is the weirdest thing like, you could have possibly brought up. Yeah. <laughs> no, that is he, looks, he looks, thought. it is super random. I know it's super random, but I was looking at him and I was like, oh, you look like you should be like a chippy or something, but you like to act hell tough on the, on the, on the tools during the day. And then you get back home with the missus at night and you're like, you like put it on the baby voice or something Gucci, like that. Gucci. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like chucks on maps like late at night yeah <laughs> loves it um, anyway no memory. Mitch Lewis great player um was yeah. one of the a very good reason why you guys dominated Port Adelaide on the weekend yeah it definitely mm. was Flaghawks um, it'd be interesting oh. to see whether they bounce back because if they I don't think they'll lose next week because they are playing Adelaide in the showdown on Friday night yeah, double, double header start, on Friday yeah with uh, Melbourne, Nessendon, and the showdown. Um, if they start zero and three, though, that's that's yeah, pretty that's weird. A shocker, especially with big games from a lot of their players. Like Essendon might wise. start zero and three as well, because they mm. play Melbourne, so that's a tough game. Mm. I think Hawks Carlton's actually a really interesting one. Two kind of teams that not many people expected much from. Carlton win. Uh, well, guess we'll see. Well, the doggies are zero and three too, aren't they? Oh, and two. Oh, and two, and they play yeah. Sydney as well, which is a yeah. game. Yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on. So, who was your unacknowledged, Spencer? My unacknowledged was. Um, you don't remember, do you? Hold on, hold on. Josh no, 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 no I do, I do. Josh Battle. That's right. It was Josh Battle. <laughs> um, look, he was he was good. He was real good. Um, watching him play, he loved. He had thirteen marks or something for a hundred. 17. 117. There you go. He, he he had a great game down back and he looks like he had probably had five intercept contested marks or something. I don't know. He just dominated early. Probably was a big reason why they won that game and definitely deserves a little bit of acknowledgement for that good score. How did you feel after the game, Spencer? Um, I was pretty disappointed. And I don't like to talk about. Oh, no, I do. I'm pretty sure I was it. the only one in the tipping league to tip um, Saints. So, ah, well, mm. hope they come back to bite you, mate. Okay. Um. Anyways, my unacknowledged is Bradley Close, the king of the long sleeve. Um, in a night where it probably wasn't his, it might have been Lance Franklin's. I'm not too sure. Um, he was just outstanding for the Cats, even though we did go down by about thirty odd. He had a very well-rounded game. I'm sorry. My I think game. he should be Bradley close to being dropped. Really? Yeah. I don't think he's very good. Okay. But well, tell that to 11 kicks, seven handballs, five marks, five tackles, and four goals. Four like goals? Good. Yeah, four goals. <laughs> four goals are decent. I'll respect that for the rest of the stat line. Thanks. Um, yeah. And only one behind. So he actually had more goals than behind, which is actually what you kind of want in a player. Or a team. Um, that's that's a yeah. truthful statement. I don't know what you're implying there, but uh, moving I'm on. That for- All righty. Now we're going to move on to our next segment, Busty or Nah. So in this segment, we can have a look at a couple of players who in the last couple of weeks haven't been performing too well. And um, 
just having a look at whether they are robust and we should trade them out or if we should just persist with them. Um, so starting off, I think the big one for a lot of people is Matt Rao. Um, what do you guys think? I'm saying not busty. I'm or, saying nah. not busty. But if he does, if he tags you in this week, then, then you have to get rid of him. I am yep. on the same boat as Tim. I don't because think he's if he does tag, he literally becomes a poop scorer. I don't think he does. Yeah, I don't, I, I, don't, I don't think he makes the same mistake again. I think he goes, yeah, not get in the midfield and score 110. If they want to waste a midfielder doing a tagging role, they can bring someone in from the whatever. What do they do? Do they play VFL now? There's no Neeful, is there? I couldn't tell you, mate. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, the, the, they're Magoos. Um, yeah. But yeah, bring some midfielder in who's like bulky and then get him to tag. Don't use Matt Rowe. They're not going to do that. Surely like Alex Davies would be a better tagger than Matt Rowe. Yes, he'd be a good tagger. He Big would be body. a good tagger. He's so tall too. Like yeah. No one's going to beat him. Nah. Yeah. Alex Lock Davies. Lock him in. Yeah. Lock, Lock him, him in. Lock him in. Um, we'll talk about the two rocks with Gordon Grundy. We um, briefly touched on it. Uh, for me, it's uh, Grundy is definitely not a bust. Keep him in your team. He will perform eventually. Gorn, I say, watch two more weeks. If he keeps up his struggles with no marks and um, sharing a lot of time, then I would say you hop down to maybe think, a Bruce. But the thing, the thing or... is that Gorn has a little bit more of an excuse and we have reasons because he can't mark. That's why he's not scoring. But Grundy, what's his issue? I think he's been playing not great. Well, yeah. No, you could describe it as that. Yeah, I don't think either of them... For me... Um, hold on, I had a good point. Uh, Gorn... Um, excuse me. Yeah, uh, Gorn is going to score well. He is going to do it, and the time is going to come. So if you want to jump off, be prepared that that, that scoring spout is going to come soon. And I don't know if it's going to come round eight or if it's going to come round three. That's 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 the issue that you face when you trade him out. Plus, if Gorn gets another 80, how many 80s does Gorn have to get for you to trade him out? I think it's more about if another option like makes himself the number one, like uh, the top two rock easily. Like team English is scoring as the top two rock, but with Steph Martin around the corner, I couldn't do it. Rowan Marshall's the same. Rowan Marshall was terrible on the weekend as well. Yeah, no, exactly. So like no one yeah. pushing their case to be the number one or two rock. And that's why I'm sticking with Gordon Grundy, no matter what they score pretty much. Okay. So I've got Sherry in my team. By round six, when he gets DPP, if Gorn still hasn't scored anything that I like, I'm probably flicking Gorn to a primo forward. Yeah, I, I, that's a recent one. I can see that happening. That's only because Jerry's cheap and he's scoring well. He score, he will score 80s, and you take that at his price. 100%. But I don't, I don't want to trade Gorn to another primo rock at the moment. I, I'd only yeah. go down to a Bruce. Yeah. Yep, same here. Or maybe a Wits. Or would yeah, you or, or you could potentially go Wits. I, I could yeah. see Wits. He's not doing too bad. Yeah. Wits might be, for me, if Gorn has another off week, I maybe would explore, if Gorn and Rao have another off week, I'd explore like a wit, uh, Wits from Gorn and Rao up to a premium. Well, I think... Gorn's price is going to 
absolutely hit the ground. Like his break even right now is one forty three. Well, do you so. still predict him as a top two rock tip? Yeah. And price is not existing. Then doesn't price them up. If your but, prediction is obviously right. Yeah. But you paid that like, price, obviously but, it's gonna no, suck. But I, I'm not I'm not like if you ask me at the start of the season compared to now how confident I am in that prediction, it has definitely gone down. No, def- I agree, I agree. I'm on the same boat. But yeah. I think he's it's for me it's hard to these are set and forget. And he will score that one ten and you'll think, okay, this is Max Gorn, he's back, and he'll show why he's back. So yeah. just keep that in mind. Um, moving on to someone in both of our teams, Spence, that we were very, very happy with last week, Lipinski. Um, just a 69 on the weekend. Yeah, well, we, we talked, chatted Adelaide. about this earlier. Yeah. And against Adelaide, a 69 is a very poor performance. And you said he had, what, nine CBAs? Nine out of 23 CBAs, yep. Out of 23, it's, it's quite disappointing. Um, I'd be interested to see... What happens with Taylor Adams? I heard there's a migraine issue there. Um, yeah. I think. But it's still, the, like, Adams didn't even play that much of the game. Like, mm. when Adams went out, Lipinski C- CBA should have gone up. So, who, so who's got them at the moment? Is Dugowie, Pendlebury? Dugowie didn't even have that many. Let me get them up. Then who's, who's taking these? Because what I'm on. Chris under- had quite a fair few. Okay. Yeah, few. that's fair. Um, that's potentially something I should be nervous about. Crisp taking all these. So, oh no, wait, never mind. Dugowie had okay. So, out of the twenty-four CBAs, Grundy had twenty-one. Dugowie nineteen. Crisp thirteen. Adams twelve. Lipinski nine. Pendlebury nine as well. Tyler Brown had six. Elliot four, and then Krugs and Darcy Herman, which are not relevant, had two and one. Mm. Okay, well, I don't, I don't know why. Dugowie seems very, very high. Dugowie seems to be the number one midfielder, then Crisp. I don't think Adams is even... He's not even playing as their best midfielder. Yeah. And what, what was the disposals for Lipinski? Um, he had 24. He had 24. That's that's exciting, at least. That makes me feel confident in his ability. 24 disposals is very good. Yeah, but one mark and two tackles is... Yeah, but he showed last week that that's not necessarily always the case. off game. As much as this makes me happy, yeah. the, the, the guy who you guys love so much isn't doing well. Um, wow. Okay, you're praying for my downfall, are you? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I, think that's, pretty pretty I think that's an off game. 24 disposals. Yeah. Just didn't, wasn't 69, the contest, 69 fantasy points were the goal. It's... Oh, no, that's atrocious. It's atrocious. And 24 posies. 24. Uh, that's the big one that I don't really understand. How do you get 24 and only score 69? But He had two frees against. <sighs> and his kick to handball ratio wasn't even that bad. 10 to 14. It's not great, but it's not terrible. <sighs> I I had traded him out here. I have Tom Green sitting in my team at the moment, but I am looking at the pins. I just have that much day. more faith in Tom Green because I know that he's their number one midfielder, I reckon. Yeah. Did you see well, he was playing Ruck? Did you watch the game? Yeah, I saw that bit, yeah. That's, that was crazy. Like, he, he was playing Ruck in, like, a forward 
like forward 50 boundary throw and was like, okay, fair enough. And then in the next CBA, he goes into the rock against um, who they play. Yeah, Nank. Yeah, I oh, know it was ridiculous, but it was it kind of worked for him because he smashed Nank and Soldo like along the ground, and he ended up kicking a goal from it. So yeah, at least I mean, set shot or something for them, like long. Yeah, time. yeah. Like you'd assume that they'd bring in a second rock. I reckon. Like you, uh, I Green's, think Proofs has to come in. Yeah, Tom Green's tall, but he's not anything special. Yeah, like he's like six three or something like that. I'm going to keep an eye out on this this week to see what to do with Lipinski if I hear any news about. Taylor Adams or whatever happens. If Taylor, so Adams, if Taylor misses, Adams is out, then he's... He's 100% staying. Okay. If he plays, he probably still stays for me. But I can yeah. see the merit in going from him to um, yeah. like we did Tom pick Green. If, because if you don't have... Yeah. If you don't have anything else to do, just remember, because Lipinski's still going to score well at, like, you'd assume, at 80 yeah. to 90 every week. Yep. Yeah. Um, Whitfield... Wasn't terrible on the weekend. Definitely better than he was the previous week. He got a lot of junk, I think. Because he looked... I yeah. was Because I was monitoring the scoreboard the whole time because I got Kelly, Kenelia, and Witters. But I didn't... Yeah, he got a lot of junk. Look, I'm, I'm just checking now. Um, I'm going to say he is busty in terms of what everyone was hoping for. He's not 110. That's not oh, what we're going to get. get that much. He only got 26. He he will ninety five to one hundred potentially one hundred five, but in a game where he plays Richmond, who give up points, like yeah. he had six marks, twenty three touches, like that's not really what we were hoping for in that game. And I mean, I I remember watching that. I watched that game, and it looked like like short right playing basically a very very similar role to Whitfield had 131 with 33 touches and 10 marks. Whitfield so needs to be up at that 10 marks again. Why isn't man. Whitfield scoring well? Because I don't think they seem to rely on or... him to... They don't, no. Like, Short is the number one distributor out of that back line. Like, you watch him take the kick-ins. Even if he doesn't step out the square, which I was quite mad about, he kicks it to, like, Broad or something and then runs straight to the pocket and Broad kicks it straight to him. Yeah. Well, so, the perfect, that was the exciting part about um, yeah. Richmond's game. It was a very slow to move out of the back line. That's why Rioli brought short. Um, Ralph Smith. Yeah, all, all are decent games. Uh, obviously, you wouldn't expect that every week, but you, I think Whitfield, for me, even in a game where Isaac coming, Harry Perryman, Nick Haynes, are three of the bit, biggest scorers for GWS, he still managed to only score 88. Yeah, I think you'd be expecting ninety-five to one hundred this season, not one hundred five to one hundred ten. Does he? If you were to do your rolling twenty-two, is he a top six defender? Yes, but be be wary if if you think, oh, he's going to go down a bit of price, or I could just hop off. I'll go jump on Jack Sinclair or Jordan Dawson. He's got a ceiling game coming, and yeah. it's going to be big, and you're going to miss out. So I, I'd be prepared to have him because. He's one that will destroy you with a big ceiling game. A 150 bomb is always a potential with him. So yeah. just keep that in mind. Not a, not a bust, but not what we'd hope for, I don't think. Yeah. I agree with Spencer. Um, yeah. Jack Steele, I think he's probably about the same. Like Not a bust, but not what mm. owners hoped for. I, I, I think he's the exact same as what Spencer was saying with Whitfield. I think he's going to be a 110 
guy. I don't think he'll be a 120 or 115 anymore. And I don't know why that is. I don't know if it's because they don't rely on him as much. I mean, I even if, even is. while he's not getting the ball, he's still going to score heaps. He had 12, what, 12 or more tackles. I know he had 12 at one point. Yeah. He finished with that. Like that. He had he some more. But um, look, he's still a great player. He's still going to get it done. And he's super-duper reliable because of that tackle thing. So if you need mm. some guy who's going to score reasonably week in, we know he's a guy. But I think I think he's he's not even looking at his outside game has kind of like been pushed aside because it's, they feel I reckon they like a few of the outside players in Gresham. Um, I don't know who else plays on the outside there. Hill, like they like some of those distributors that are fast through the yeah, just to the wings like and stuff move like the that. Ball with uh, a bit more pace, I feel. Yeah, um, I think yeah, he, with he Billings, had zero marks on the weekend. Yeah, I, and I should expect low mark counts. Um, in terms of what we saw last year, because I mean, he what he was like six marks a game last year. Yeah. Um, we're not going to see that again. I think he's going to be three or four max a game. Yeah. Um, all right. Next player is Tom Mitchell. This is an interesting one because I was watching the whole game. And whereas I would normally notice Titch as the number one guy doing everything out of the midfield, I hardly saw him that game. I'm sure he's still racked up an insane amount of disposals. But he almost looked like he was taking a backseat in this new regime with, you know, there's all these new guys rotating through. There's Ward, McDonald, Newcomb. Um, Nash was in there a bit. Uh, well, looking at the CBAs, others. it looks like um, he had he had 19 of the what, 27 or something. Oh, there you go. So 26. He's still enough to get it done. Oh, like just, 30. Think... 19 out of 30 or something like that. Mm. 20 Which... out of 30. 20 out of 30. Okay. You think it's come to the point where his game being so handball dependent is starting to run out almost because he's not getting the other stuff as well? He had more mm. kicks than handballs. He did. He had 17 oh, to 11. So Really? It, it, that's a, that's he had 98. That's, that's disappointing. Yeah, he's still so good. But What was he the had weather like that game? With, it was fine. It was fine? Not, was it dewy at all? Like, a bit, bit wet? No. Didn't look up. No, looks okay. fine. Looked very clear skies from where I watched it from. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, I guess that's that's probably a disappointing game for him. I, I think you 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 back him in. You don't you don't trade him out. But no, no, don't, yeah, don't, you don't bring him in. No, nah, it's definitely annoying though for people that. Yeah. I mean, we we were very fortunate that we didn't pick Titch or Still. Like, well, he was sitting in all of our teams before that injury stuff, wasn't he? Both were yeah, they were, both, they were both sitting in my team as well, yeah. yeah. So, um, What do you guys think? I think Titch will be a really, really good option in round eight around then because he's got a yeah, 142 probably. break even. He's going to start dropping in price. He might get to the 860, 875 mark. For Titch, that's a bargain. That's oh, he's a steal at that price. And he'll get there. He'll probably ridiculous. get there. And he could get there, yeah. Because 142, he has one more disappointing game. He gets to a 160 break even. He starts performing like he usually does. We'll get a bit of vintage Titch. I think he'll be a great option in a few weeks. But yeah. I guess we'll get yeah. onto that when we get there. Hmm? Yeah. More? Um, Simkin, Alistair, your boy. Yeah, obviously well, uh, last week it hurt hmm. not having him, but this week you're probably quite fortunate that you went Brayshaw over him. Oh yeah, it is. Um, yeah, I think Andy Brayshaw might have been the right decision. 
um, over my boy. Jai. Saying, is he like the top scorer in the whole school. comp? Yeah, um, yeah, it's probably quite nice. Yeah, I didn't watch the game, but he started off real well. Had a goal. Uh, he did not have a goal. I, I had it behind. Um, in the first <laughs> quarter, had a real <laughs> that's awkward. Had a real good start, and then just seemed to die <laughs> off. I don't know why that was, but um. Yeah, just not maybe not the role that we're looking for, or just not the hunger. I watched yeah. the whole game, um, and I don't. He just didn't seem there. Like, I so don't, was he getting the the CBAs? I don't know. I'm trying to find the CBAs from the game. It might have been like that Ooh. game in the preseason that he had, where you said that um, even though he had the most CBAs, he just didn't. It just didn't seem like it. He had 20 CBOs. He had the most CBOs of anyone on the field. That's that's so alarming for me. You can't be getting consistently yeah. the yeah. same role, but cons- like having games you go 120, oh my God, and what it how is, amazing. And it's, not, and it's not like they played a good team either. They did not play a good Who team. They no. played Eagles, like, yeah, that's, they were the worst team the, to play AFL very, in very a long time. Yeah, they, if, that, that Eagles team was just by far the worst AFL team that have stepped foot on the ground in a long time. If you listened to me and picked up Simpkin, which I'm sure you didn't, I'm sorry, but if you have him, I, you're trading him out, right? That's a bust. For now, that's a bust. Yeah. I would definitely say trade if him. You, if you have the trades too, then yeah, I would I would jump off, but you definitely have other holes. In he started, he started well. Wins. Does he need LDU and Tyron Thomas to be in the side? Potentially. Potentially. That's a great point. I think point. he actually might. He might. Which is he, he started quite it. well, and I was like, "Wow, he's gonna he's gonna pick up this game," and then mm. just sh- shit hit the fan. Yeah, yeah, not um, good, not good. We want to watch Caleb Sarong. Just doesn't seem interested. We were hoping uh, an Andy Brayshaw kind of style, but not interested. No. I don't think there's much more to it. He's not that jump guy. I, I, and leave I would jump off. There are very better mid prices. Tom Green. Um, that was that. What you just said it made no sense. So I don't know what you're yep. talking about there. Sorry. <laughs> Try again next time. All right. Um, are we going to move into a few questions now? No, or we're going to talk about Tom Stewart next. Oh, okay. Tom Stewart. All right. Go ahead, Timmy. Um, your boy from the Cats. Why is he my boy? If he, he plays, plays for, for your team. That doesn't mean he's my boy. I was never All right. Well, he scored seventy-five, never... so he shouldn't be your boy. Um, what's I, going I wrong? Just... I don't think he's a, a great fantasy score. I don't see the appeal in him. I think there are much better options than him. The appeal was because last year he was a top eight fantasy backman. <laughs> yeah. That was um, the appeal. I'm just not sure if he's going <laughs> to... <laughs> I'm just not sure if he can do that again. I don't know. What's no, I don't... But... I think without... Um... What's his face? Lockie Henderson in the team. It doesn't really help him. Um, quick question, Tim. Yes. Like I, wait, a... Sorry, 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 sorry. Um, one more thing about Tom Stewart. He seemed to be playing a lot less rebounding. He played on, what's his name? Number two, McLean. A lot more. Oh, okay. Had to yeah, be a lot that's more a tough matchup. Um, since you're such a big Geelong fan, can you spell Collar Jasmine? <laughs> I will give it my best shot. Okay, yeah, here we go. Here we go. K. It's a great start. O L A D. I know it ends in I J. Collar jazz. 
is it K O L A D J A S N I J? No. Quite close. Yeah, Two really letters wrong. Off. Yeah, you suck, mate. Can you spell? Hey, can you spell Henry? As in Liam. Yes. Yes, I can. Yeah. All right. Moving on. All righty. So now we're going to have a look at a couple of pods. Um, so a pod being a player or point of difference. So um, we are deeming a pod under five percent, I believe, with a um, tiny uh, bit of leeway. Five percent give or take. Yeah. Yeah, five percent give or take. A little bit of leeway on some, such as the rucks. Um, but yeah, pods are mainly just brought in to give your team a bit of an edge against a matchup or against um, the ranks. So yeah, hope you get a bit of a leg up. Um, so starting off in defense, um, I'll take, I'll take this one. The guy that you brought in. Yep. So was tossing between Jack Sinclair and Jordan Dawson to bring Mm -hmm. in for McInerney. And I went with Sinclair just to have a little bit of an edge on the competition, though Dawson's only at 7.8% ownership. Sinclair is at a cheeky 1.75% ownership. Wow. And I was heard great things about his role and that he was getting the CBAs. So that's exactly what you look for in a pod. And he backed mm, it up. A change of role. Yep. And he backed it up with a very nice 97. So had a very well-rounded game with 25 disposals, 16 of them being kicks, which is what um, I like. Yeah. Look, he was, he was good. And I fully like, I expect him to do well continuing what he was doing. Because I'm pretty sure he had second highest CBAs, I think we said earlier. So Yeah. So just behind. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. The next so one, Timmy. Um, the next pod in the back line is Luke Ryan. Um, I was very hot on him early season. And he would have been in my team. And after round one, I would have been pretty happy that he wasn't. But... This is the reason I picked him. This game that he just had. Well, you didn't need Sorry, I mean, I would. I was thinking about picking 120 because he played at Optus. Optus is a like perfect place for defenders to just rack up plus sixes. Yeah. So, and he plays of the next, what was it, four games, he's got three of them at Optus. So, if you want some just early season run, not yeah, a bad player to hop on. Very yummy. Um, and then last player is Hayden Young. So obviously another player that will benefit playing at Optus so yep. frequently. Plus he's very good at getting his own ball. He doesn't rely on like a switch kick. He's very good in, in the air intercepting. And he's actually like, he runs hard for the plus three off the ground and stuff like that. So he's yeah. he's actually, for his price too, I actually quite like him. Great, got a great kick on him as well. Mm-hmm. So definitely was a great option yeah, if, last year. If you, can't get, if you can't get up to that like 700k mark, He's one that is at 588. I think he's not a yeah. bad option. So if you still have McInerney, which you shouldn't, um, he was something. Some might have helped. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe a Miller. Uh, if he doesn't play again this week and you uh, decide to. That's true. Yeah. Get him. Get him um, moving on into the midfield, we have my boy from last year that won me the flag is Benjamin Keys. He has started off red hot with 132 in round one and backing it up very nicely with a 131. 
he is just finding himself the pill that much. Like he had 37 disposals last game and 37 the game before. What was it like? 8% disposal efficiency or something like that? I wouldn't be surprised if it was 0%. Yeah, he's he's a shocker with the ball, but he gets a lot of it. So He does. He runs quite hard actually for the pill. He does. He does. Uh, yeah. It looks weird when he kicks, I swear. It's one of the more uncomfortable things to watch, but... Yeah. Um, any marks, any tackles, so... Yeah. All-round good game. Good, but I'd like Jump to see on. how he goes with the lead in the side. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to say. Which he should uh, be back this week. It's yeah. weird. For me, he was one of the players that I expected to have, like, a Jared Lyons kind of drop-off, like a yeah. 110 to an 80, but... Remember when you were going to pick Jared Lyons in your team? Yeah, remember when I didn't, so it doesn't matter. Um, anyway, moving on. Next point of difference. Who have we got? Um, the point of difference that you should have grabbed on um, was a different hairdresser because <laughs> that hairdo is a shocker. It is. Um, um, move, anyways. It's, please, it's uh, Matthew Kennedy. Matt Kennedy. Kennedy. Yeah. Unless you were talking um, about Josh Kennedy when you said Kennedy Alistar, but I'm assuming you met Matt. Yeah, Matt Kennedy looked and has been looking for the last, I don't know, the end of the season as well, like the real deal. He is like he's, deal. he's really good. The only thing with him and all these current midfielders, I have no idea what's going to happen when they're all there because so far we've had Walsh out round one, now Chera out round two. This week coming is going to be a very interesting yeah. one for... Owners of Chera and um, Cribs and Hewitt and any of those blokes. Walsh. Who, so who's going to go out? Well, I don't think really many people have Walsh. But if you did, but obviously. Hewitt, I, Cripps Hewitt. doesn't go out. I think he moves. I think he has less. I think they push him forward a bit as well. Because he's been like so good up forward. But mostly because he's broken through midfield packs. But I, I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be a tough decision. Maybe Chera sits on a flank for a bit of it. Maybe Walsh does. Yeah, it would be Maybe interesting Kennedy. to see what Vossi does. Um, but I, don't, I think Hewitt is one that 100% stays. And I do think Cripps stays as well. But I he think might Kennedy lose might one push or two. Forward. Yeah. Probably pushes forward, honestly. Pushing onto a flank. Which is a bit tough for him because he looks so good with that role. And he's done nothing wrong to take the role off. Yeah. But, oh, no, he's been good. Yeah. I still think he'll get CBAs and then he'll just play forward a bit as well. Potentially yeah. get six a game or something. Because he's six? the goat. He's the goat, apparently. So He doesn't have the status yet. Who does? Um, Tristan Sherry. Good call. And Mitchell Laws, apparently. Um, anyway, Brayshaw. Darcy Parrish. DP. Uh, I think he's good. I think he's really good because especially – wait, is this week? It's it's like a double game on Friday because it's – um, it's not Anzac Day or something, is it? Or like one of the – why is there a double game no, on Friday then? It's definitely not I don't Anzac know, Day. but it's not Anzac Day. I don't, I don't know. Well, is there, a medal, is there a medal up for grabs this week? Could be. <laughs> I don't think so. It's out of so then why would, they have two ga- why would they have two games on a Friday night? Because one's the Adelaide Derby. I don't know. That that doesn't make sense. Anyways, I don't know. I'm sure there's got to be a medal coming up soon. Darcy Parrish, 150 locked in. Get him in your fantasy team with Merritt out. He's the only outside midfielder that's any good. Chuck him in. Someone that we should talk about is Jai Coldwell. He had a stinker, and thank God for 
Miller and McInerney's injury because Jai Caldwell would be my team at the moment if not for that. And he had a 58 on the weekend. But wow. with Merritt out, it's increased CBAs for him, is it not? Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah, it, it is. is. 100%. But I also think it's increased CBAs for Stringer. I think Stringer, the more more games he gets, the more CBAs he gets because they want that inside ball. Yeah, he's a beast. And he's very good. So I think Corbell will get a few more and String will get a few more. And then maybe Grah, because he's been playing a bit down back. I'm not exactly sure. Oh, yeah. Bit, a bit down back, a bit on the wing. Hmm. Um, moving on into the ruck. Mm-hmm. We've got two ruckmen to talk about. We've got Prusy, yep. who would is definitely an option for a cash grab because I don't think they can just go with Flynn. They just, they have yeah. no one else to do it. And when Flynn needs a spell. Flynn, Flynn had a hard day. He had a real tough he day. Had, yeah. Against so two very Prusy. solid, like Ruckman, Ruckman as well. Yeah. Big yeah. bodies too. That that would have yeah. been tough. Um, so yeah, Bruce is, Bruce is coming in. He'll, uh, I, I'm wondering what like split they're going to do. Cause I think Flynn is still going to get, higher percentage of CBAs, but I'd say it would be reasonably even. You guys on the same boat with that? Yeah, I'd say it'd be about 50-50. Yeah, so I mean, with 50-50, what, what do you guys reckon you'll average, Prusy? 75. Yeah, I'd I say 60. 70, I'm, 70, I'm thinking more 60 to 70. Yeah. 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 Because I don't think we're going to, people are going to be misled by that preseason game where you look real good because I don't think he's going to be doing playing as well as he did that game every week. But at the price yeah. tag, he's only priced at what 40. 40 or something, yeah. He's not he's a he's a great pick. And if you're gonna if you as we mentioned before about the uh, Max going down, like moving him on, there's not many options and Bruce is one of them. Mm. Um the next pod Tim? Uh is Lloyd Meek. I nice wanted thing. to mention him purely because with Sean Darcy, you know, a bit of an injury cloud if he's out for a prolonged period of time, Lloyd Meek is the number one rock. I think he's actually decent value. I mean, he's just around the same price as Prusty, which makes it hard to jump on Meek instead. But Meek's going to be number one rock. Prusty's not. Yeah, you'd have to That's see just how to keep him mind. For, though. Yeah. Well, Darcy would have to be out for, I'd say, six to eight weeks. But Yeah. It, yeah. Like, you'd have to bring him in knowing it's a temporary play. Yeah, Even obviously, now, obviously. But I think he could go up 200K. Um, I think he could score, still score 70s at least. Even I now, reckon. Bruce is averaging 64 and a half, priced at 384. So, I mean, 64 and a half isn't exactly lighting the world on fire. But it's... Which is, is that Meek? Is that Meek? Yeah, Meek. Sorry. Oh, Meek, no, bro. Meek. Sorry, yeah, no, no, Meek. Yeah, Meek. I'm um, not Bruce, sorry. Yeah, um, that's pretty good. 64 and a half is the backup rock. I mean, round one, he was number one against... Who we play? Uh, Rob, who's a, actually a decent yeah. rock in terms of actual rocking, not really. Yeah, like, and with his in terms of twenty-four, yeah. he's going to continue to rise in price and could get you oh, two hundred k cash. Yeah, grab. I think you could go up one hundred and fifty, two hundred k. Yeah, yeah. If if you if you see the potential in Meek, I, I think he's a decent shout over Bruce, assuming Darcy's out for a bit. Yeah, I think he's a great shout. Yeah. Um, moving into the forward line, we've got a very good cash cow from last year, Errol Golden. So he's yeah, obviously he's... a bit more expensive. He is at six thirty-seven, mm-hmm. but 
he's averaging 89 for the season after coming off scores of 85 and 93. For me, um, as much as, um, even though I suggested Gordon, um, as much as I would love to hop on a pod here, I would be a lot more willing to stick with the crowd with forwards. So I'd be a lot more willing to go Butters, Canelio, Heaney. Uh, I don't know. Who else is yeah, there? Someone else. No, just Brody. someone like who's cheaper. Yeah, Brody, um, Sherry, even if we're talking a lot cheaper. Yeah. Um, I think you have to go – you go Sherry and Brody before – you have to have those two. Those two are big locks. And then, you, then Gordon could potentially – I, I don't have him either at the moment, but looking at him, it's hard to say no to. I anyway, we're not talking about He's Jerry. He's the goat. Think, yeah, we're I not talking about Jerry. Can we ex Eri? Leave him behind, please. Um, he scored Gould- 92 on the weekend. Just yeah, he was great. And I think just, the um, big thing with Goulden is there are so many mouths to feed in that Swans midfield. Someone misses uh, out each week. Yeah, Florent missed out this week, didn't he? Score like 50 or something. Um, and Kennedy's probably going to push back into there because of how poor he's been down back. Because he hasn't really done much down back. Florence so scored a forty-six. Yeah. See, that's that's terrible. After scoring a hundred last last week and probably enticing some like crappy player, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. I agree. Uh, keep yeah. keep that in mind. But he looks really good. It's hard. Yeah. Um, with all the Gunston, sherry talk, so... the oh sorry. Oh sorry, I was just going to say with all the sherry talk, the next person I was going to talk about was Patrick Nash. Considering he scored pretty mm-hmm. much identical to Sherry both weeks, sixty and ninety-two, I think Sherry has scored sixty-one, ninety-two, or sixty-two, ninety-two. Yeah, so basically Sherry's a lot better than. Yeah, so pretty Nash. much Sherry's so much better than him. But um, Nash is just another little pod who's in my team right now. Um, I just thought he might have a more consistent role, but um, I would still put Sherry over Nash if you had the option right now. But um, he's just one to keep an eye on, um, especially with the lack of midfielders that the Eagles have right now. But, um, oh, I just feel like that everyone's going to come back and he's going to find yeah. himself. That also might be another reason that you don't want to pick him. Um, I was scared about him not getting picked this week. I'm constantly scared about him getting COVID or being a close contact. So there's a lot of question marks around any. Yeah, West I just Coast feel player. like, yeah, or any WA players for that matter. Yeah. Like it's just a lot. Yeah, yeah sorry, that is something to keep in mind. But like West Coast of Australia players, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so moving on to the guy that you just mentioned, the guy that I was really keen to talk about is Jack Gunston. He looks really, really good um, so far. Um, yeah. As a cash cow, not only as a cash cow, as a fantasy player and as an AFL player. Um, I think he looked really good and he was one that I was really focused on early in the season. He's only still got a break even of 43. He only scored a 67 on the weekend. Yeah, 67 is not Which great is... and he did kick three goals to get it. But um. Yeah, I think they focused a lot more on him because I think, if I'm not mistaken, he kicked three quite three early goals on. Four. Yeah, three, three goals, go- four, three goals four was the week before. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry. But um, he kicked three goals quite early on, or at least two of them early on, and and that, I think the focus might have shifted to him because it looked like he yeah. was getting locked down quite a lot, and that allowed Mitch Lewis to go on and um, kind of pick it up. Um, so I think when when the Hawks are versing a bad team, Jack Gunston will do very very well. Um, so we got Carlton this week. I think you could kick a few on Saints, uh, and then it slows down a bit. You're sleeping the... on Carlton a little bit, Alistair. Oh, no, they play Carlton, a high-pressure system. Carlton's a great team. I just think you could kick a few goals on them. I think he'll be a He averages 94 against Carlton, just by the way. There you go. 
Um, so yeah, I think he's a great option that you can get in. Um, and at an awkward price point as well, he's probably the only one that I'd be looking at besides Will Brody. Obviously, look at Will Brody first, but if you got both and you yeah. need another one. Um, that's only if you want to go very different. Like, yeah, I probably sure. wouldn't. Yeah. Just, yeah, just um, these guys aren't necessarily players that we are telling you to pick necessarily. They're just players that we could probably justify picking if there were a difference needed somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Um, You probably like someone, people that you need to look out for as well later on in the season. Yeah, definitely. Pods Pods aren't your biggest. Yeah, exactly. Pods aren't your biggest concern so early on because they can break your season or they can make it. like yeah. Brayshaw could. Um, Brayshaw is making my season currently, but if you picked Speaking a Speaking of Lyons, that, is Brayshaw the real deal? Moving on to some questions. Is Brayshaw the real deal? Uh, by the real deal, do you mean is he a 125 averager? No. By the real deal, do you mean is he a top eight midfielder? Yes. Yeah. And top is. eight, I would not put him just top eight. I would say he is top five at worst, and I think he could be top two. Top I'm, two? I, I two what, sorry? think he could be he top two. He reckons Andrew Rayshaw could be top two midfielder. Benzo has now rejoined us after his... Behind... Little, um, behind Took Miller. Behind Took Took. Behind Took Miller. I, I think you. Jack Steele could drop to number three. I mean, I... Nah, I think Jack could. Steele could drop out of top eight. In my Lockie opinion. Neal, number three. Be. Maybe just don't breathe so hard into your mic, man. Um, no, I hate you. Um, but no, yeah, I think Brayshaw could be really good. Not saying he will be a top two, but I am saying he will be a top eight. Oh, he will 100% be top shout. eight. Lock, lock that in. Mate, he could average some of the worst games. I think I was working it out last night when I was trying to go to bed because how bored I got. I was. He could average for the next like three weeks. He could get his worst three scores that he scored last year. And Jack Steele could continue the way he's going. He would still average more than Jack Steele. Wow. We did score a 181. That's a, that's a stupid stat. Absolutely. That's clock. a stupid, it's a very stupid stat. But um, yeah, no, I think Brayshaw is definitely the real deal. Okay. Um, Rao to Sherry. Yes. Yes and no. Yes, because is, uh, Sherry Christian. is really good. No, because Rao is also really good. Give it a I week. think you no, need to have You don't both. go Rao to Sherry. No, yeah. that's that's the truth. You you keep Rao. You don't. Well, you could Give still a, jump on Rao, but you probably wouldn't. I think you do that next week if Rao has another stinker, or not if Rao has a stinker. If Rao is tagged again. Yeah, yeah. And Jerry is. You have to. You have to try and work to get him. I reckon that's what I'm doing this week. Yeah. Like you could miss if you're really if you really like Nash like Alistair has or whoever. Like Martin and Richelli are like two current ones before I did my trades. And they're not bad like forward rookie options. So Yeah. Um, yeah, speaking of forward rookies, how about we rank the forward rookies? Like who is like number one priority to get? Number one priority Mine to get is to get or on like to like scoring each week. Um We'll okay, we'll go have because we don't know who people. Okay, only score is. I can we go scoring? So number. Okay, no, go to have, go to no. have because that includes. Yeah, JS. to have. Yes, yeah, yeah must have, must have. Okay, okay must have. Can we say jobs? One. Can we say job security? Like if you're if you're texting it, you can say JS. Okay, we'll say job security. So yeah, yeah, job security. It's job security. Forward not JS. rookie to have is Josh Rochelle. 
He will get a game every single it's week. It's Nick Martin. Nick Martin. He Nick will... Martin. Okay. Do you think Nick Martin's getting a game every single week? Yes. He he the best... Mate, he's the best <laughs> debut of all time. Yeah. Did you miss the point where he kicked five goals, had 27 disposals, and had 10 marks? Yeah, I did. But yeah, They did also just... get belted in that game, but yeah. Will he he's... do that every week? I don't think yeah. so. Yeah, he kind of is locked in for 27 and 5. I don't, I don't think that's uh, under question, mate. I think he's more likely to get dropped than not kick 5 and have 27. No, I think, look, logically, I think 70 to 80. He's the most important to have, but he's not the yeah. highest scorer. And he's easier to get than Rochelle. Because if you don't have Rochelle yes. at the moment, if you're a part of that 37%, Rochelle is currently at 382k which is yeah he's tough to expensive. get on i prefer if you don't have jerry but you want you have you don't have Rochelle or jerry say get god jerry. forbid you don't have you go jerry 30k cheaper 20 more points a game yeah plus goat so <sighs> plus goat status yeah. um plus anyway goat so status. it's right. it's nick martin Rochelle. tristan jerry Oh, we're gonna then Rochelle. Josh yeah. Rochelle. Yeah. Josh Rochelle. Um, and then um, Jack Hayes. Jack Hayes Durden. So no, I heard Nash that Ryder is. Are we including Nash? Yeah, right. Um, the same prices. Nash. Nash is ahead of Hayes. Mm. Yeah. Um. So Ryder is yeah. coming back soon, <laughs> which definitely impacts Hayes. Um, is he out of the team? No, I don't think so. He just they doesn't have any him. ruck. He doesn't have any ruck time. Where does he go? Just <laughs> full forward, as in not like for the full forward the position. Yeah, he just plays. I reckon. Forward. I reckon he plays a bit of forward. Oh, it's so hard to fit him in because they already have Membry and, and King, Max King, King, and okay. then what they're going to go Max. when Riders actually rucking to Marshall. It's Marshall King, Membry Hayes. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, they've got to like put um. So they've got to put Hayes forward when Marshall is rucking, and when Marshall is forward, then Hayes sits on the pine, or Memory sits on the pine, or King sits on the pine. Yeah, damn, bro, it's it's like they this, can't play, um, they can't play four tall. Yeah, they can't play four tall. You can't fit it in. You can, it just doesn't really work, and it's so hard. I think the only positive for Hayes is he's not a very tall ruckman, so he's, maybe he can play. He's actually very better. short. Very short. Yeah. He's 1.93 metres. Okay. Well, I think you're very short. That is not very short. Um, 1.93 is fine. It's 6.4. Oh, yeah. Very short. <laughs> he's the same height. He's basically the same height as Tom Green. He's shorter than Connor Nash. That's Big. poor. That's that's a yeah. midget. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. a little dwarf beast. So he's um, not very tall, is he? <laughs> no, nah, but uh, yeah, I think Hayes... Hayes is going to be tough because he's going to have to get dropped at some point, not too far in the future. Yeah, but you ride the cash while he plays. Cause yeah, because he's, he's, he's going to what, 50K this he's week? Going, 64K. He was the highest price riser. 64K, and he'll go up and another 40K next week at least. Well, yeah, you'd hope he hits his break-even of negative 21. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully. Do <laughs> you freeze against, you reckon? Um, um, so... Fieldable is it's Rochelle over Hayes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I made the mistake. I would have been Alice Sodges, by the way, if I went Rochelle over Hayes. 
but yeah. I didn't. Well, that's all right, mate. Maybe you can win next week if you get lucky. Um, all right, moving on. I've got a question here. Maybe you can crack the top five K. Hey, Alistair. Just think about okay, that, Tim. All right, maybe I will. I'll give do my best. I'll do my best. Wow, boys, a bit of animosity <laughs> here. Yeah, Just relax. All right, moving on to a question we have from at the Noah Landau. Interesting Twitter. Oh, he's... Um, interesting Twitter What's history. His last I name? would think. Lando. <laughs> uh, he says, Lando. Hey there. would love to know your thoughts on when it is too late to jump on rookies, depending on their price rise, and your thoughts on what's more important now, looking to switch underperforming primos or getting close to 30 greens. I think that question, <sighs> I, that's a really good question. I think it depends great question. on... Shout I out to that Noah Lando on, guy. That's a great question. Right, can you let me answer it? Thanks. Um, <laughs> I think it depends on which premiums they are. And how certain you are of the green dots playing more than a week. Because obviously they're playing yeah. that week. But. Yeah. Like say Nathan Driscoll gets the call up. It's is still in the team next week. I'm not that certain of him playing. Oh, no. Yeah. You're, fix, you're, fixing, you're fixing an underperforming mid-pricer like, I don't know, who who do we say? It's a bust. Um, um, McInerney. McInerney, yeah. Okay, well, still got a uh, who's who's playing? If you've got a like, say Jordan um, Ridley or someone, yeah, if you've like got a Ridley that. or someone like that, you're jumping off them before so you I, decide to trade DeConning for O'Driscoll. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's someone you've. For me, you've got to be trading in someone <laughs> who has a very good JS. Or a very. We good, just it's called that. job security. We literally just talked about this. Very good job security, or has um, job Can security. We video for a... you from the pod. Okay. Yeah, quick um, or has <laughs> has um, two or three weeks to. <laughs> I'm beauty, bro. He was about to give the greatest reason why you should <laughs> keep. But anyway, yeah, no, I think um, rookies are probably the one you want to focus on unless it's a real stinker. Yeah, yeah, agreed. If, and if you don't, these underperforming primos, unless it's like dreadful, you need to try and make sure you have those big... Nick, Nick Martin, I think it's almost... It's a must. You have to get on in this week. Jack Hayes is almost... You've almost missed... What's he up now? He's... Uh, Three nights. Three, no, no, you can still jump in. You basically yeah. you want to get on him unless you know that Ryder's coming back and he's going to get dropped. Um, Say you don't have a Nick Martin. It is quite hard to get from, like, I don't know, your Hugh Dixon up to Nick Martin. You, ha- you have to make the effort. So would uh, you rather go down from, like, a, this is a pretty common question. Will Brody? No way. Yeah. I'd assume those questions have been asked before the performance he had last week. But yes, I would rather go down from a Paddy McCartan, from a D6 yeah. or someone of that sort. Or yeah. even even if you want to, if it's the only way you can get it, yeah, but maybe you probably you, can't go down from a Paddy McCartan because he's in. Maybe you your go down from an underperforming premium. Maybe you have Raul and you think, screw it, this guy isn't performing. You go down. Sorry, to someone. did you just say underperforming, underperforming primo and Raul in the same sentence? Okay, well, I couldn't think of an underperforming primo. I just went to Raul. Say, like you have a say, you have a Lipinski or someone like Lipinski or Sarong. Say you have Sarong. Simpkin. I'd go down from Sarong to someone cheaper, 
bring in Nick Martin. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Um, uh, I've got a question here. Uh, it was from Marcus Lawton. Random. Um, next week onwards, should we be looking? <laughs> should we be looking at moving? <laughs> next week onwards, should we be looking at moving on these WA players? No, not Eddie Brayshaw. I don't think but, you um, look to move them on, but you keep them in mind as a potential like reasoning why you pick one guy over another. Exactly. Yeah, I think if you're, it's not to be moving two, on. It's yeah, yeah, hundred percent into heavier count. It's 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 like part of the reasoning. Say say you like you are oh, you've actually believed me, and you think you know what Darcy out, Meek's going to be a guy. He's going to be know. relevant. Get him, Bruce. Well, maybe maybe you think oh Brucey because you know. Meeky's name is Lloyd Meek, for one. What is that name? Second of all, he lives in WA. Meek? What is That's just atrocious. Um, I've got another question here. How stupid is it to downgrade Grundy to English whilst he declines in cash? Very stupid. You're an idiot. <laughs> Truth. Truth. Unlucky, Connor. No. You're um, an idiot. No. Connor McLaughlin um, just did. No, um, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think... I mean, if you have Gr- Gorn, I'll do that first. If you don't... Yeah, Gorn before Grundy. Leave Grundy in there. <laughs> don't worry about Tim English for now. Um, well, you're not even, see, you're not, see what's, what's happening with Steph Murray. That's only a 120, 30K cash grab. Which is still no, it's a actually, fair amount, but... It, it's a little bit. I wouldn't say it's enough to justify it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got another one here. Thoughts on Rao to Jerry. Seems like a must-have cash cow, and Rao seems to be playing a lockdown role. As we've mentioned before, that lockdown role shouldn't continue. We've already talked about this. We've done that exact question. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, you are not here. Okay. Oh, there you go. All righty. Well, I think that's all the time we have questions for. All the time um, we have questions. Oh my for. god! All the questions we have time for. What a nightmare! Dude's just done a Jack Higgins like right here, <laughs> a thousand beats per second. Wait, wait, what? Dude, done like Jack Higgins. Okay, alrighty. Well, yeah, that's enough. Got an eyebrow slip, bro. This is not happening. Dude. Over. I'm done talking to these boys for a week. Um, Get some sleep, eh? So, thanks everyone for listening in this week. Uh, we will be back to you next week, um, hopefully with a better setup, not in isolation and not through Zoom. And um, yeah, so that's me signing out and see you next week after round three. Yeah, tweet at me at PigPodGoey. Uh, PigPod Spenny. And yeah, I'm PigPod Ace. And um, yeah, hopefully we'll check, keep an eye on the Twitters and we might have a few important announcements coming this week. So yeah, thanks for listening. Wow. So yeah.